Um, hi, this is Dahlia Donovan, and this is audio log one. So about 20 minutes ago, I had an emergency briefing where I was given my new assignment. Basically, I will be leading a three-week mining expedition. The objective is to locate and mine a large deposit of rare earth minerals. This deposit is about three miles off the coast of Western Africa and about a mile under the water and the Earth's crust. Our hope is that this will be the largest deposit to date. From our scans, it's possible that there are one or more caverns, so the highest risk to the operation will be gas trapped under these possible caverns. Given the physical distance to both the water and the Earth's crust from our work site to headquarters, communication to upper management will be tough. So I will be making a short daily audio log and uploading them at night. So to ensure proficiency, I'm starting today, even though the audio logs won't be essential until we're on site. Um, so yeah, this is audio log one of Mining Expedition Kappa for Enron Corporation, June 2nd, 2055. End of audio log one. Yo, yo, yo. What is going on, you guys? <laughs> we are back for season two. We're coming right back at you. The Sticky Buttons podcast makes its return. Insert the applause and the crazy fans in the stadium right now. Let's yeah. Do it. What's I'm going on, guys? We're back, and I'm so stoked to be back here with you, Blake. Season two. So we're kind of making to be here, Brandon. We're making a little bit of a shift this season. We're going to try and, you know, have a topic in our episodes that we're going to kind of circle back to. And do you want to tell us what this week's topic is, Blake? Yeah, absolutely. We're going to be talking about controllers this week. So we don't really know exactly like how we're going to structure these topics yet, but we think that we're just going to have something that we just like chat about and like a specific conversation that like we kind of drive a little bit like I've done some research on some stuff and I'm excited to talk to you about it so I think that that like might be something that like we can still keep it free form and keep it relaxed but also like provide some some insight for you for you all yeah so let's get into it yeah let's get into it what have you so, been playing Blake dude I've been playing so much <laughs> um, oh last last week end of season one I think I mentioned to you I was playing this game called Biomutant yeah, you did mention that. Let me tell you, Brandon. I this weekend I got my PS5 in. Oh, congrats! What a way to kick off the new season. I know this is new I'm console. So excited. <laughs> new console. How are you feeling, man? After after that crazy season, you must be feeling. feeling good. I'm feeling really good. I I had to I had to do this thing, and it was kind of hard for me. I had to demote the Xbox oh, to HDMI three. Oh, that's sad. Uh, but the PlayStation 5 is HDMI 1 now, so. Oh, yeah. I kept the Switch at number two. Did they provide <laughs> you with a, a HDMI cable for your they PS5? They did. They did, which was really nice because I don't think I got one for the Xbox. But I also, like, I bought it from a friend for, like, 100 bucks. so. Okay. Thanks, well. Nick. <laughs> you got me through. <laughs> Actually, wow, I've had that a long time. I bought that. So it was the the Xbox that I have is the was the launch Xbox and I bought that my sophomore year of college, which would have been 2016, fall of 2016. Wow, well, that's to be a long time. It's it's pretty much fall. I mean, like it's summer, so 2021. So that's like five years. That's a long time. Half a decade. That's that's a long time. God, it's crazy. I have I have money to buy games now, so that's exciting. 
<laughs> oh, I man. know, especially after AMC. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Uh, I actually, for those of you that don't know, I, I, at one point I had bought some AMC stock because I was like, it's undervalued. And then yeah. the Redditors hit it up. And Brandon, let me tell you, I, as soon as I sold all that stuff, I immediately put it all into Apple and I'm, I've lost like a hundred bucks, but it's fine. Cause I'm still up from where I was and I traded my AMC stock for Apple stock. So that's awesome, man. And that's funny. You mentioned Apple stock. I recently just bought some myself. Nice. Congratulations. I'm man. trying to join man. the I'm club. Get a lot more into Apple now while it's still 120 bucks a share. I should, I should. Theoretically, I should double down. Yeah. Blake's finance corner here. He's making a return. <laughs> <laughs> if you're in a company, like in fundamentals of investing, if you're in a company for the long haul, when it dips, you're supposed to not be emotional and you're supposed to just buy more. But I am emotional and I'm not. <laughs> I'll probably regret it later. But I just right. bought the PS5, man. Just bought a PS5. I actually, Brandon, I'm going to be honest with you. I really have not played very much of the PS5. That's unfortunate. Here's why, man. Biomutant. I just keep sinking hours upon hours into it, man. I, all right. So here's the deal. I I got it on Tuesday. Yeah. On Tuesday of last week. On Wednesday is when I bought the PS5. And then I got it on Saturday. Right. Also, like. I got a, as soon as I got out of the shower on Saturday, got the PS5. It was a great day. Unfortunately, I was like, man, I really want to play Biomutant on the PS5. And I tried to submit a refund request from Xbox. And they were basically like, I, I dude, I have never done this before. I've never tried to submit a refund request. Basically, they denied me. And I, I was like, wow, like that sucks. And because I like called somebody up on the, I like called Microsoft support on the phone. I was like, I don't know how to do this. How do you submit a refund? And they like walked me through it. And he's like, if it's, if it's under four, if you've had it for less than 14 days, they're probably going to refund you. And they sure didn't. And I'm sure it's because at the time I had played for 17 hours, like half a week. So, and I like there, they do not have like options like that are like, like there is no qualitative option that you can input to say why you want to have it returned. It's all like specifically, it's specific and quantitative. Right. So it's like, did somebody else authorize this purchase? No. Then, well, you're probably like, it's like, there's no option for them for you to like say like why you want to refund. So I honestly, I don't know how people get these refunds unless like, cause like I also, there was a game that I think I had mentioned it previously on the pod. I had played it for like 30 minutes and I got like motion sick. I also tried to refund that game. I haven't heard back from them on that, but I probably won't <laughs> get yeah. from the looks of it. I don't think I'm going to get refunded on either of those, but so basically, yeah, they didn't refund me. And then I reached out to the publisher of Biomutant and they, they said, like, you can go and try and get a refund from Xbox. And I just, like, tried to hang my head. But I basically said, like, I had to lie in the form. I was like, I'm just not enjoying my time. And I want, I would, like, please, like, to have a refund. And they, I think they saw my play time. And they're like, you're not 
not having a good time, man. <laughs> You're definitely having a good time, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which I am. <laughs> also, really quick on Biomutant. Did you pick it up, by the way, Brandon? I didn't. I'm still on the fence. I'm you sh- you should wait. You should wait because they just had some patches. Um, I'm actually, I'm going to explain a little bit more on it because I've, since then I've like listened to other people's reviews and I'm actually going to look up the score right now on what it is on Metacritic, which honestly like Metacritic is not the like best, you know, like it's not, I don't know. Do you have anything you want to say about Metacritic? I mean, Metacritic scores are, are Metacritic scores. I feel like they're not that accurate, but they're, there's a place for them. I think they're getting less and less like, like I don't think they like truly reflect a lot of things. And also like from a shout out to our blood, sweat and pixels episode, it's super shitty that like developers get bonuses based on the Metacritic review. Like that's fried. Like I wish that wasn't a thing, but do you want to take a guess at what the Metacritic score is, Brandon? On, on 8.5. No. Higher or lower? Lower. 4.6. It's higher than that. 7.2. It's lower than that. It's a 63. Damn. It's a 60% on PC gamers and 6 out of 10 from IGN. So this game was not received very well. (laughs) And I have like gone out to like listen to these and then like, why didn't they like this? And it's like, here's the thing. Number one, I, I... I shouted this out in the last episode as like one of the things that I liked about it. I love like nature documentaries and like the, like it is one single person narrating in it, narrating it. And it sounds like David Attenborough. I'm a fucking fan. I think that's hilarious. Like it definitely, like it is a, like a strong take and they like stick to it hard. And I like, like ownership of what like something is like, I'm all about it. But, like, I think I also mentioned that they have, like, like they speak, like, gibberish. The characters, like, speak, like, a little bit of, like, gibberish. Like, if you were watching, like, an anime in another language, like, you wouldn't understand, like, what they were they were saying. But it's, like, just gibberish. Like, it's not actually a language. So, like, the characters do do that a little bit. And in one of the recent patches, they, like, cut down that time. And they also cut down the time on, um, like, some of, like, the longer... Um, like dialogue options, they like cut those down. Yeah, um, which is which is like good, but that that's like the main reason why people don't like it. And they also they they say that they don't like the melee. Which, yeah. first off, if you like if you get this game, like you should not do like you should not go for a melee class. You should try and do the magic class which is like the mage, which is called the Cypherk. Because every character can do, every character can do melee and you can upgrade your melee, like your power, your strength. You can upgrade that every time you level up. Like you all, like you don't have to start at the same benchmark, but like you decide, like you have a certain amount of, of points like that you can put towards your attributes in the beginning. And you want to put that, if like you're getting this game, like put it all towards intelligence which intelligence is what allows you to do magic damage because like there's one class that's like, it's good for magic, but it can still do everything else. And it is not hindered in any way. Like some of the best perks for like being a sharpshooter, you can still get those 
Like, I mean, it, it take, you have to wait a little bit longer in the game to get them. But there's also, like, it's also, like, a tank and it's, like, super powerful. Because I just unlocked uh, the last perk of my class. Quote, I'm, like, in quotation marks. You can get, like, perks for, like, in general and then perks for your class. And the perks for your class is just, like, like specific perks that you know you're going to eventually be able to unlock. Right. And the one that I have right now is every time I do magic damage, it goes right back into my health. So like if I got hit really hard, I wouldn't have to use like a health potion or anything like that. I'd just be able to use my magic and it would like regain my health. I see. So definitely like, and like, I'll be honest, I like, how did I know to do this? I did like a little bit of research beforehand and I like watched some gameplay because I was like, is this something that I'm going to like? Like, is this something that is going to be for me? And I like definitely did my research on that. Cause like I said, like I recently got burned on a game. Yeah. And like, if I had to figure all that out on my own, I don't think I would have enjoyed it as much, but listen, like go off, go all out on magic because it's going to like carry you through the beginning part of the game when you can't do, when you can't even do some of the, the melee and sharpshooter abilities because it takes a long time to get through like the first part of the story gotcha also i feel like that was really in the weeds there <laughs> hopefully that'll help somebody if you're gonna get this game brandon like definitely hit me up beforehand and i will like i'll reiterate the main points there but basically if you're gonna do like the character creator do the the sci free class and just boost your intelligence like all the way and then every time you get a level up just like hit intelligence because there's gonna like there's gonna get a point where you are gonna are gonna have to have a certain amount of strength to use melee weapons, but that doesn't happen for like a couple hours. So like you can really just beef up your magic before then. It's also really cool, man. I like so one of the side quests I had to do, I had to like bring this dude a carrot. And he was like, I, I like really want to move my home. Like, can you go get me a carrot? And I had to like go get him a carrot. And I took the carrot back to him. And he's like just sitting in like this open field and he puts the carrot on the end of a fishing pole and like casts it out. And I was like, this is like the weirdest thing I've ever seen. And then like this like huge like turtle like rises up out of the the ground and like his house was on top of the turtle shell. And oh, he like shit. just and he gets like like he moves his house. And That's then awesome. it was really cool. I'm I'm really blown away by this game. I think it's a lot of fun. And then you get that carrot that carrot as a melee weapon, and it does like bio damage too. So it's really cool. What is bio damage? So there's four different. Oh gosh, I'm gonna call them biomes, like in quotation marks. But they're like, like there's like a like a radiation one. There's like a cold one, and there's a heat one, and then there's it's like green. It's like bio waste. So those are biomes that exist within the world, but you have to have resistance. So like you can like ever, so like there's also like, there's a lot that this game doesn't tell you. So like really, I guess that's the moral of the story. Watch like some tutorials on, on like the systems and stuff of the game. Like I probably did an hour of research before I bought it. I would recommend you do an hour of research too, because there's a lot that the game doesn't tell you. And I haven't even gotten into some of the cooler, cooler aspects of it. But so basically you have to like upgrade your, you have to like mutate your DNA to like upgrade your resistance to these areas. So like, for example, 
if you go in, I'm like the point that I'm at, like naturally I'm like 20 to 30% for each of those biomes. And when I go into it, it just takes like, takes me like five minutes before, or not five minutes. It takes me like two minutes before my like meters at a hundred percent. And then as soon as it hits, like your resistance hits like zero, you start taking damage every second that you're in the biome. I see. So you basically like, they're also like clothing and like loot that you can find, which also that's like another thing you find so much loot. Like it's a lot of fun. And so you get this. So like there are like clothes that you can find. And there's like a side quest that like, like uh, you find like a full suit that gives you like a hundred percent resistance. So, so eventually like you will find a suit that will let you be a hundred percent resistance. And then hopefully you'll be able to, get so like also like the stuff that you need to upgrade your bioresistance are inside those biomes so it's kind of like a like a chicken before the egg kind of thing um it kind of sucks but they there are also things in the overworld that you can find but like that's going to be really slow so like you really need to find the clothes and that like allows you to go into them but as soon as you're at 100 resistance you don't take any damage and you can stay in there as long as you want but 100 resistance is hard to get to i'm gonna say like if you knew what to do no like there there's like a side quest that like it i didn't even like I, so here's the thing i didn't know at the time because like i said there's a lot this game doesn't tell you but i like had this outfit that gave me 100 percent resistance and i didn't even know it until i was like oh yeah i do have something that it gave me like 100 percent resistance and then i like was able to like go into that biome but also like it's really cool because once you get like a like so i'm doing like a like i'm doing like two to three side quests and then I'll do like a main story objective and I'll do like two to three side quests and then do like a main story objective. And it kind of just like depends on like what I want to do or if I want to explore, if I want to like go over here, go over there. But there is a point where you get to like, after you kind of get through the main quest enough to where you can actually like, so like you find like gun parts and melee parts and basically you can create, you can craft like, your weapons and it's really cool so like basically like you can you make your own weapons just from the stuff that you find in the overworld and you can also buy it it's really cool i'm i'm really enjoying it like the fact that like i've made like the carrot one like the carrot melee i think that's like the first full melee weapon that i found everything else i've made and i've been able to like craft it together and that's been really cool that's awesome the carrot melee weapon that's <laughs> and it's also cool because there's like a lot of different like so every tribe has their own weapon. So the tribe that I joined had like a boomerang, which honestly, like, it's kind of lame. I'm going to be honest, but like, I felt like that was the right thing to do for like the moral. Like, I was like, this is how I want to play the game. So I'm going to join this tribe. But then you can still get all the other ones by fighting. The, like once you conquer another tribe, you get their weapon. But also like really quick, if you play this game, there's going to be a dialogue option where it asks you if you want to end the tribe war early and you want to say no to continue the tribe war that way you can get the other weapons and i i found that out from watching a video i haven't gotten to that point yet so i just know now when i get there i'm going to continue the tribe war so i can get the other weapons That's it's fair. a lot man it, it really what weapon <laughs> what weapon are you looking forward to the most i don't know i have no i don't even know what they are that's okay. the thing that's what's cool about it i know the tri the tribe that i just conquered i got like a staff and that was really cool because i have basically what i have right now is i have a single slash 
like a single one-handed slash and then a two-handed slash. And then, so here's, here's what I mean. Like, this is an example of something to where, of why you should pick the magic class and not a melee class. So there is a melee class that like one of the perks of that class is it gives you the ability to dual wield like single slash, like basically one-handed swords, one-handed melee weapons. And I was still able, even though I'm the magic class, I was still able to buy that. So I bought that and now I can dual wield those. So I have a single slash, I have those dual wield, and then I I prefer the two-handed sword. I think those are cool. I like that combo better. Oh, and then there's a staff. Like I said, like the staff is is, the staff's really cool because if you jump, it'll like and you hit the melee in the air, you like spin the staff and you kind of like float kind of like a helicopter for a little bit. So it gives you like a little bit of a um like a a jump boost. That's sick. That's kind of cool stay up yeah 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 you're like doing it like both hands it's like yeah it's really cool and then the tribe that i'm fighting right now they have a gun but it shoots like a grappling hook so i've I've been hit with that once and basically it hit me and then it pulled me in really close to them which i can see how that would be really cool because the like the main appeal of this game is just switching from like range combat like shooting like shooting a gun and then if somebody comes close to you like you can immediately like block their melee attack and then like fuck them up with your melee and then go right back into like shooting people with your magic and it's like switch it like i use all three of them in a like a combat encounter and it's really fun that seems to be that it seems like the combat is like what you really enjoy about the game i personally do and that's honestly that's what a lot of these reviewers, they also didn't like the combat. And let me tell you, the reason they didn't like it is because they were trying to do all melee all sh- or all shooting. And I in, I went into the intention with, I really am excited to do some like melee stuff, but I also want to do magic because I saw a stream and this dude was sh- like shooting some like electricity. And I was like, that's cool. Like, I want to do that. So that's why I picked the magic class. Also, like there was, I think I mentioned this on the previous one. If you pre-ordered it, you got access to like a special melee class. And I really wanted to be that one. Like I would have bought the DLC. Could I find it on the Xbox store? But I didn't. That was like my first choice. But then I was like, oh, like if I can't get that, I'll do the, the magic. And it totally worked out for me to do the magic because I can get pretty much everything. I mean, not everything. Like there are videos out there that break down exactly what you can't get, but basically I get like all the cool stuff and I get extra and like the, the Freak perk, like, I think it's called like brain drain. That's the one where you like, when you shoot enemies with magic, you regain health. Yeah. That one is so, that one sounds like so OP brain drain. So also Brandon, if you were going to play this, I would say you should probably do it on the hard setting play in the hardest difficulty hardest difficulty because i'm i (laughs) i mean like i think that might be why i'm enjoying it so much i'm just like running through people like i'm really i mean like the combat encounters take a little bit longer i don't know they last long but like i normally don't take any damage and i don't know if it's just because my character is overpowered but like i like watch some videos on people like that were saying so like there's also this thing that you can get it's called your automaton and i am so mad I hate the way it looks and I just found out from watching a video that you can change how it looks, but it's basically, it's like this like mechanical grasshopper that follows you around. It's in the trailer 
And that, that has four abilities. It gives you like a stim up, which like makes your attacks more powerful. It gives you like a health pack that regens and like a glider and like a turret. And there are like some really cool skins for those out there. Like I've seen some really cool ones. I personally haven't found one yet, but so I think the reason I'm, I actually like, I also found out that like your loot is based on, you have a stat called luck. And if you really rank up your luck stack, you're, you're going to get a lot better gear. And I hadn't ranked up my luck stat at all. Cause I was just cranking my magic stat, which I'm glad I did because like I'm, I'm enjoying the combat of it. Whereas like a lot of people like say, that's like the reason they don't like it. So yeah. So definitely like, I wish I could play this game on my PS5, but I decided not to, I'm not going to buy it twice, man. (laughs) Especially because it's also a PS4. So like they might come out with a PS5 version. It sucks that they can't like allow you to immediately just cross over. Yeah. I mean, it is what it is. Like (laughs) when I didn't on Tuesday, when I didn't have a PS5, I was literally like, I was like, yeah, fuck the man. Like fuck the PS5 people. Like I, this game came out on last gen. <laughs> Look at me now. Um, but no, I, I don't mind. I mean, like, I can still play it. I just can't, like, it's a little bit slow. Like, my frame rate drops a little bit here and there. But like I said, I have the launch, the launch Xbox. So I'm the oldest one that you could play it on. And it, it's fun. Like, I've been, I've really been enjoying it. Like I said, a lot of people, a lot of people have done it wrong. And I think that, like, there's so many options they want to give people like i think like they they have so many combat options like in my head i'm thinking they have this so that like more people can play it but now that i've played it and listened to other people i think that they have the variety of combat so you can switch to them to make it more fun so i think that like you really need to like do a combination of all those combat things but what have you been up to man what have you been playing I have been playing a lot of UFC 4. Yeah. I, I've gone on like a UFC binge recently, watching a lot of fights and stuff and getting, getting back into it. Um, Do they have any more fights now? And like, you're asking in like pay-per-view, do they have more fights? Yeah. Uh, is, that, yeah. is that what you're watching? Yeah. Yeah, I, I watched usually the free fights on YouTube. A lot of the time, a lot of the fights would like be posted by yeah, UFC. That's the way to do it. And honestly, it's really entertaining just to sit down and like watch two warriors go at it in a controlled environment. It's it's a really fun sport, in my opinion. And then playing the game just gives you like an idea of what it's like and, and just how they operate and like the moves they do. It's so cool, so cool to like play through that simulation. Right now, my favorite fighters are John Jones and uh, Israel Adesanya two really good light heavyweights if i were in the ufc i would be in the flyweight division which is yeah. like 135 pounders and they fight so fast these fights are like they don't hit hard but they're just crazy fights really high energy really dynamic and then when you go to like the heavyweights it's like really slow and like controlled movements but when they man some of those hits got it's crazy. It's an early sport. It's really fun. I think you, I think you enjoy playing UFC. Yeah, I thought I would. Is it like structured like a fighting game? 
in what in what like sense? a like a like a fighting game like where you have to like remember the combos and stuff uh no it's not it's not like combos it's just like you you know what the controls are and, and you do them are they different for like each character well yeah each character has like different kind of moves but the the, the idea is the same like every combo is going to be the same okay you, so you like the combos like go over between people exactly like you don't have to like learn like like it's not like mortal Kombat where there's like different combos for each person like you're just like you learn those those sets and then you're like doing it exactly that's cool that's a fighting game i can get behind i feel like with like the mortal Kombat, i feel like i'd i don't know i feel like every time i play that i'm just like i'm so bad at this like <laughs> No, this one's this one's good because you kind of get an idea of the sport and like you you can't fight too fast because then you'll tire out and you'll get knocked out. But you also can't go too slow because then they'll take control of the ring and they'll back you up against the ring and they have like a better chance of, of hitting you with an accurate strike. So you kind of got to like figure out like all these different things. And through this, I've kind of figured out like it's it's kind of like a dance. Like you kind of okay. you're dancing in the ring, and um, cool. you kind of have to outperform the other fighter. That's cool. You can't get hit as much, and you have to hit them more. Yeah, I'm into that. That sounds pretty cool. I actually, um, so when I was a bouncer, so when I was a bouncer, I used to work at this golf this bar called Brothers, and there was this coworker that I had, and shout out to him. His name's Daniel. Shout out to Daniel. He would. He played UFC a lot and he would always tell me about it at, at work and he had like competitions that he would do. Like, do you do any of those? Like, like the online competitions and stuff? Oh man, that's, that's the game for me. Cause I've played in my career. I've made like three different boxers. Um, I've played, you know, I fight, you know, computers all the time, but really how you know where you stand in terms of like the skills of the game is you just go online and you fight somebody randomly you just pit yourself up against a random person and yeah that's been really fun just getting on there and fighting people there's been some people that have absolutely mopped the floor with me and there have been you know i put up a fight and it's been really surprising how much i've improved and like the things that i've learned about different aspects of the of the game through fighting online because there's so many different people that have different strategies and oh yeah definitely i can imagine so it's it's really fun just getting on there doing a quick fight so what are some other what are some this. like strategies that other people use so a lot of people like to do leg kicks they like to chop you down from your leg i don't know i feel like that's counterintuitive because the legs are so hard and all you, you know you can do like a a check a leg check which is basically like you lift your leg up and stiffen it up and when someone kicks your like calf which is a hard part of the bone it hurts them more than it hurts you and um that's, that's a strategy that's easy to counter exactly but you know when you make that the focus of your game it kind of becomes a little difficult to counter because they're like throwing headshots body shots and then they're taking down your legs slowly but surely and it affects your way to fight back so you kind of got to figure out like, okay, what am I going to do? Am I going to just go straight for the knockout here? Or am I going to take him to the ground where he can't really kick my legs? You just got to, you kind of got to play, you got to adapt. And that's what I really like about it is you got to just, you're putting the situation, you got to figure it out. Another strategy, another strategy a lot of people like to do is kickboxing. 
kickboxing is like super popular because it, it allows you to keep your distance so you don't get hit as much, but you can also throw out some crazy, crazy hits and, and really put some damage on people. And then Seems lastly, like there's like a lot of levels to this, like, there are. Um, like the def like the elevation of the body and like, yeah, it seems like it's really like the space inside the ring is like really sounds like it can be kind of dynamic. Oh, it's, it's so dynamic. You got to play, man. We got to, you got to just get in the ring, get your remotes, go at it. It's, it's a really fun one. I mean, things are winding down here that we could like, theoretically, we could play some games here pretty soon. Yeah, man. That's true. I did, you get your, did you get your second shot? Yeah, I'm fully vaccinated. Oh, fuck you. yeah. Me too, man. So, Yeah, dude, I actually went for a run today, and I didn't I didn't take my mask at all. Which That's good. That's a good feeling. I bet that felt free. I, I've gone on a couple runs, and I've, like, kept my mask in my pocket with me. Yeah. And I, like, I haven't, like, needed it. And because, I mean, like, I still wear masks when I go inside. Like, I went to the grocery store today to pick up some oat milk, which also, shout out to oat milk, man. If, you, if you're still drinking normal milk, you got to try the oat milk, man. Oat milk's so good. And I was actually, I was sending Brandon a, <laughs> I sent Brandon a picture of the cere- the cereal that I bought. <laughs> it's like a shack cereal. Oh, man. It's like the frosted flakes with cinnamon, bas- cinnamon basketballs. Yeah. Dude, that that um, cereal is like straight up munchy food, man. <laughs> yeah, it really is. That sounds so good. Like I I assumed that Shaq smoked before, but like now I know that Shaq definitely smokes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and he's it's, cheesing on the box too. It's fun. <laughs> he's cheesing like he just took a hit. <laughs> he really is, man. <laughs> oh no, he's he's like he's going like this. Like, <laughs> He's like puckering his lips. That's what he's doing. <laughs> that man is a character. Yeah. Oat milk. Oat milk is the far superior off milk milk. Definitely oat milk over almond milk. Definitely oat milk over soy milk. Damn. Oat milk all over it, man. Oat milk all the way. Oat milk all the way for sure. I'm a. So, like, it was also like, it was a good day because I was able to get Oatly, which is like, the quote unquote name brand. Have you have you heard of Oatly? I have not. So like Oatly is the so I the reason that I know about Oatly is I really wanted to be an investor in Oatly, but it's not it's not like a publicly traded company. Yeah, it's private. Um so like a lot of celebrities own it, but basically I don't know. There's like it's like there's like another brand of oat milk that's like more readily available and like I normally get that, but Oatly just tastes like so much better than whenever I can get that I get two so <laughs> anyways yeah I wore a mask when I was in the grocery store and then I went for a run today and I I didn't take my mask with me stayed outside it was good and had a good good little run that was bad the weather's been pretty all right out here it's been it's getting a little bit hot but it's been pretty okay yeah it's been all right man I was on a revel yesterday I just I had a dermatology appointment I had to go all the way downtown i was uptown and mm-hmm. i got on one of those electric mopeds and man i got suspended oh, yeah. i got my account suspended because i was riding through a park i shouldn't have been Wait, sorry rebel is, is that like the like the lime scooters yep it's like it's a different company damn i didn't know they had those in new york mm-hmm. 
Got well, you got your account suspended? Yeah, man. I got suspended, dude. I don't know if I'll ever get it back. What happened? I was just riding down, having a great time riding along the west side, the west side highway, like off the yeah. right. And yeah. I guess I shouldn't have been. I, you're not I allowed to go in parks? No, you're not. That's bullshit. No way. That's like the funnest part. Those things are so much fun. Dude, it's, yeah, you can't. Oh, wow. And, That's crazy. I didn't know that. Yeah, I got my shit suspended. And so now I don't know if I should call them and just be like, hey, guys, like, what's going on? Can I please have my account back? <laughs> I love Revel. <laughs> you just make a new one. Make a new email. Make a burner. Make a burner. Make a burner. <laughs> nah, because the thing is you got to use your driver's license. And they got to. Oh, yeah, you do. Damn, that's tough. I, man, that's crazy. I so like. I guess like the first time I ever used these was in Atlanta and God, these things are so much fun. There's, they have this, Oh gosh, I'm trying to remember. I think it's called like the Belmont loop or something like that. And basically like, it's just this huge park and you can like take these scooters and just go at it. And they're like all over the park. And like, that's how people like enjoy it. Cause the park's like so big. It's basically, it's kind of like a, like a central park, but in Atlanta, I don't remember exactly what it's called. But like you can really like when you're in there and you're looking up, like you can see like the city and then there's like a Pond City Market, which if you're ever in Atlanta, Pond City Market, baby, I love Pond City Market. Go to West Elm or hold on. That's not a, that's not the name of the, they also, they have a West Elm there. There's this men's clothing brand. I'm trying to think, but it's called Elkhead. Oh, those are like the most primo shirts I've ever bought. Actually, I bought one and my girlfriend got me a shirt as a graduation present. Thanks. Okay. LCAD. Actually, they might have a website. I'm going to look it up really quick. They also have like one of those like primo like men's shoe stores where it's like two, three hundred dollars for like the like premium leather like dress shoes. I actually I was really flattered by by this LCAD. Man, maybe that's not what it's called. I can't find it. Oh no, that's that's it. LCAD clothing. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I actually I got I was I went into the store and they're like, man, like like that sure fits you so well. Like, do you want to be like, do you want to model for us? And I was like, excuse me? Like, well, thank you. Like I was going to buy this anyways, but. <laughs> and they were like, yeah, we're having a photo shoot in like two days. Like, like can I get your email? I'm like, oh, I'm going to be, I'm not going to be here. Like I'm just visiting. And uh, they're like, oh, that's too bad. You would have been great. Like, like you would have been a great model. And I'm looking at their website. I don't know. These guys are pretty handsome. So. I guess I'm pretty handsome. Yeah, Blake, come on. Man. <laughs> oh, man, I should really buy some more of their stuff. Yeah, now I'm looking at their website. It looks, looks like some good stuff. Yeah, they've got like a cashmere cotton rugby polo. You'd probably like that one. It's like a Henley, but it's a cashmere cotton. $118 for a sweater. Oh, I see it. Yeah, that goes hard. I like, I like their I like their shirts. I feel like I gotta get I gotta get some muscles for that shirt though. Gotta get some real muscles going for that shirt. You're ripped, man. Mm-hmm. That is oh, ripped you probably like, like go to the go to the shirts. There's this uh, gray Pippic popover. It's on page two of the shirts. It's like a gray Henley, but it goes down like two extra buttons. Gray popover. Oh, I see it. Yeah. Yeah, I mess with that. 
Okay, so here's one that if you it's look, it's people, I know this is a this is an audio podcast. I apologize that we 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 went online shopping here. <laughs> you go to this Elkhead clothing company on page three, they have this stonewashed dress shirt. And that is one of the dress shirts that I have. I love it. Actually, the one right under it too is also the other shirt that I have. The navy brushed linen overshirt. I actually I actually was gonna go I actually went out and saw a buddy from college this past weekend. I was gonna wear that navy brushed linen shirt, but it didn't fit my arms, man. So I got too big for the shirt. I'm arms to, too tight. I'm gonna have to like yeah, like right in my biceps. I think I'm gonna have to get a tailor to I got a stain on this shirt. Are you gonna have to get more lean? Uh, probably that too. <laughs> on your biceps. Yeah. I don't know. Do, I some, do some calisthenics. Would you would you do some calisthenics with me? Yeah. Is that like the like the pull-ups and the like tricep stuff they have on like the yeah, parks? Yeah, I actually like, did that. I did some of that this weekend, man. Pull-ups tips. Yeah, I so like I used to be able to do 30 pull-ups in three sets. So I'd I'd either do like three sets of 10 or like a 12, 10, and an eight. And I could barely do third. I mean, I sure did 31 pull-ups this weekend, but it was embarrassing. I had to do like 10. I did, I did, did a set of 10 and like a set of five and another set of five and then a set of three, another set of three, then like a two. <laughs> and then I tried to do a one. I couldn't make it. Uh, I, I don't know. I did like 31 pull-ups. <laughs> Good. I mean, that was least- tough for me. I, I mean, I've been, been cramped up in the apartment. I'm trying to get out, get back in shape. Man, that's that's how I do all that's how I get all the progress that I've gotten. It's really calisthenics and I mean really I, good for you. I throw in some weight training in there, but it's really calisthenics that does shows the best results. You're just your body weight. I really like those as well. Yeah, because they're getting like also like if you like hang, like hang from like after like a pull up and then like you can do some ab workouts too. It's a good way to do those. Yeah. Do you do those ones? Not really, because I've done some research and I found out that doing like those ab workouts don't really do much for my abs. Should do more like concentrated ab workouts with like weights. So I just, whenever I do that, I kind of just, I try to do gymnastic stuff, like mm-hmm. controlled body weights. Like I'll go, I'll hold myself upside down on the bar and like, I'll try to like rotate on the bar. And those are kind of like the ab workouts I'll do. I'm all, I think I think we got different body types here, Brandon. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, yeah, uh, I'm sure. I, honestly, that's really cool that you can do those because I definitely, I sure can't. Well, I've I, been, I maybe I could for years. I mean, that's what, yeah, anybody could do it if you train for it. I just, I watched a little bit too much Dragon Ball Z as a kid. <laughs> <laughs> that's really it. I just, I'm trying to look like a Dragon Ball Z character. No, I get it, man. That's cool. I want to look like a Jedi. That's kind of like every time i'm like i'm like wish i looked like that but anyways man <laughs> wow we really kind of got off track there a little bit back to controllers yeah let's honestly let's talk about those man so this is the topic topic for season two baby or well not the whole season for yeah just season two episode one. First topic um we're gonna talk about some controllers um so first off, I just want to like define what the ergonomics of a controller is, because that's kind of what I want to talk about. And then I'll pass the floor over to you. So like 
if somebody said the ergonomics of a controller or like if we were like hypothetically going to discuss the ergonomics of a controller that would be the how does it feel in your hand how does like the button like the button movements work like how easy is it for you to hit the buttons and then does it feel satisfying to hit the buttons and does it feel satisfying to yeah. hold and so on and so forth so like for example the if you wanted to look it up the switch controller like just the normal joy-con i don't think that i don't like how they have the bumpers without the slide on it like the, or I think that the ergonomics of that, it's just a little bit too small. But when you have it in handheld mode, I think it's perfect. So you can buy you can buy other controllers to use instead of the Joy-Cons. And I have bought a few. Yeah, man, I bought a couple. Of, and I, I'm using the old one too. I'm using the Nintendo GameCube remote that I had since like 2006. And I bought an adapter for it because I just, I love the OG. Yeah. Yeah, those are cool. Well, I'm going to pass it over to you, man. What do you think makes a good controller? I really want to hear. I want to, I feel, I have some strong takes, so I, I don't want to influence you, man. I want to yeah. hear what you want to say first. Um, and then yeah. also I'll talk a little bit about the PS5 controller. Well, first and foremost, I, I think what makes a good controller is appearance. You know, the aesthetic of it. Does it look, does it look like something that you would use to play a video game? And Definitely. for the for the most part, designers have kind of like etched this idea of what video game controllers should look like. And I don't know about you, Blake, but when I think about video game controllers, immediately kind of like the PlayStation 4 remote kind of like finds its way into my head, like that shape, that overall shape. But when I think about a good controller, the Xbox 360 remote, comes to mind dude that's so funny that you that you said that i actually was thinking like the first con like the controller that i think of like when i think of a modern controller the first one that comes to mind is the 360 controller yeah because when i that was my first console you know i've, I've got my first my hands on an xbox 360 courtesy of my dad shout out to my dad super cool present and the first game i played was skyrim yeah so Skyrim, Skyrim. Yeah. you spend a lot of hours on Skyrim. And, and so you spend a lot of hours with that remote. And I remember just like having that fresh remote, that new remote smell, and just having a really profound appreciation for the design and, and just how, how much I look forward to just having that in my hand and playing with it and, and just having that overall experience on, on the Xbox 360. And then from there, we kind of get the Xbox One remote. And I feel kind of the same about them. They're kind of equal to me. They did make some some tweaks that I do appreciate. The one I feel like feels a little, you can use, you can keep it in your hand for longer. I mean, I've had so much time with those remotes. And, and I have just such a deep appreciation for them, the Xbox remotes. Yeah, um, man, the Xbox remotes, they, they have like such a good design because like, for starters, like the like when you're like using the joystick to go from the joystick to the D-pad is really easy. Like you go down, like you move your thumb down, like you move your your left thumb closer to the middle of like the middle of the controller, and I think that's really easy. I think that works really well to move from the joystick to the uh, the D-pad. But like with the PlayStation Five controller, the 
like it's almost like it's easier to get to the other joystick but then going to the d-pad feels like it's like a further feels like it's further away yeah if you know what I'm, if you know what i mean yeah and also like with the so so basically i guess i'll give you a little bit of background for me i would have gone from a playstation 2 controller for like consoles it would have been playstation 2 to 360 that's like like i had like a playstation 2 I think I shouted um, my buddy Ted out earlier in like season one. He's who I played a lot of my like or 360 games. I played a lot of them at his house and then I ended up buying his 360 when he was done with it. And like the switch from the PlayStation 2 controller to the 360 controller, like it's just like it feels better when you hold it. Like the actual like the like sides and like where your hands go and like your fingers where they wrap around. Like that feels better. Like it feels yeah. like you can hold it for just that much longer. And also like the triggers, like it's like a sliding motion instead of like a like a lever. Like if that makes right. sense. Like the like the PlayStation and like the Switch controls are like a lever and like you're kind of like pulling down on it. It's kind of like more like a button that has like a like you know what I mean. Like you've seen it, you know what it does. Yeah. But the Xbox, it's like it's like a a lever that's like inside a slot and it like slides and it just feels so much more satisfying yeah and i actually i really wish that i really miss that like after like playing a little bit of the ps5 like i do i do kind of miss the like the slide it's just so satisfying you know yeah it feels like a like a like a trigger and they figured that out man and that takes me back to like the nintendo 64 and that remote do you do you know what remote i'm talking about let me look it up. I, I definitely will as soon as I... It looks like a fucking spaceship steering wheel. It's so cool. But oh, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> that, like, middle thing? Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, it's just such a satisfying design. Also, really quick, do you have your computer near you? You should look up the original Xbox controller. The Xbox... Yeah, just like the OG Xbox controller. Here, there's there's something that there's like a, a word that we need to type in. The OG Xbox controller. Yeah, I just typed like, in OG OG Xbox controller. They oh man, they sell these like on their website. They just like they look like a look like a saucer, man. It looks like you could eat like a pancake off of that thing. You definitely could eat a pancake off of it. <laughs> Syrup and everything. Uh, you would really have some sticky buttons, man. <laughs> yep. Yeah, not a great way to circle back to our title. <laughs> oh, geez. I'm going to try and I'm going to really quick. I'm going to try and Google this and try and find what these are called. Okay. It's called the hyper hype hyperkin. That's what it's called. All right. So if you Google hyperkin wired controller, you can like, it like goes, it's like a USB controller. Xbox makes it. It's like $69 on the Amazon store. I think you can buy it right from um, Microsoft. There's, I mean, it looks like Amazon has um, some other things, but it's called the Hyperkin Duke Wired Controller. And it's basically like just a re-release of this controller. They've got like in a ton of, like ton of colors and <laughs> just looks kind of cool. Like, if I played a lot of PC games, I'd probably pick this up just to have it, just because it's kind of fun. Yeah, it's funny looking. But it's basically, yeah, it's basically the OG one. You could use it. You could use it on your Xbox One, right? 
Yeah, I mean, it's it's just a USB controller. So, I mean, I think technically I could use it on my PS5. I don't know. I don't know about all that, but <laughs> I think yeah, the green, like the green would, one's cool. I feel like PlayStation would allow that. But yeah, I think that's super cool. Um, gosh. Yeah, if I if I had like gotten the new Xbox, I I might have also picked this up just to like see just to see what it like see what it was. Also, really quick, I wish that they had like a, a pro controller, like the Xbox Pro controllers for like the PS5. I wish that they. I mean, they might. Who knows? They might. But do you ever like play with one of those, like the Xbox Pro controllers? Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. I I haven't gotten the opportunity to really play with them. I've only like felt them uh, briefly. But have you had any experience with them? Yeah, I actually I really wanted to buy one. So I guess I'll shout out to my cousin Trevor. Um, he let me play one. Let me play. I think I was playing some Apex at the time, and it just like the feel of it in your hands. Like it's just like weighted, and you can adjust the height of the sticks on your Joy Cons. And like you can just like replace the paddles and like you can also like on the the triggers you can shorten the trigger time so like the like the distance that you have to actually physically pull the trigger down is like shortened in half so like you can really like you don't have to do it as much you know what i mean yeah so like in first person shooters that gives you an advantage where you can yeah like and then definitely like also like you can have paddles too so like you like i think he have his bumpers like that's kind of like what it's for like the bumpers like your rb on rb and lb on your xbox controllers and l1 r2 on playstation i believe is that is that what it is is the like the the above the triggers or the bumpers is that l1 and r1 on the playstation yeah l1 r1 yeah it is yeah and then r2 is the triggers right yeah, so he had like the bumpers, so, like you could use like your um, ring finger or middle finger to hit the bumpers, like or hit the paddles, and that would be the same as hitting the bumper. And so that was kind of cool. But I mean, I I don't know. It's just like the muscle memory. So like I still hit the bumpers, but he but he was telling me he was like, yeah, as soon as you get used to it, like there's it's like way better, um, and it just feels that much better. So just like the customization is really cool. And it also had like like rubber grips and it just like felt better in your hand. Um, I was gonna buy one of those. So yeah, so I was gonna buy one of those, but then I didn't because I was just like, that's just like so much money. And I like, I would have bought it last year because like my controller kind of like died out. Actually like my, one of my bumpers just like it fell off one day. Like I picked it up to play and I like hit the bumper and like the bumper just fell off. <laughs> I was like, damn. I mean, I had had the controller for like four years. So I was like, I guess it's time. But so I got, I got a new controller and it does have like the rubber grips on it. And it is like a slightly more elevated one. And it's like navy blue. And it's got like grips on the top too. Oh man, it's just, it's still a really nice controller. So I'm really glad that I'm going to have that to like carry me through my Xbox's retirement. <laughs> That's good news, man. But I guess, like, as far as, like, the controllers go, I don't know. Do you have, like, any, like, strong feels about any others? Like, do you feel anything crazy about, like, the PlayStation 4 controller? Not really. I like the Nintendo Switch controller. The new Pro one? I think it's a genius idea. 
No, just like the concept of the switches controllers, like being oh yeah mm-hmm. intuitive with the dock, and then you just like how seamless it is to have other people play. Cause oh, for sure. That's the thing about consoles is like with a PlayStation, sure, you can travel with your PlayStation, but are you going to take three PlayStation remotes with you? Four PlayStation remotes with you? Like that's... You're not going to be traveling with a PS5. This thing is huge. It's huge. So I just, I love, I love the Switch remotes. Yeah, and, it's it's so nice to just like, like you could definitely, like if I was, like if I had one of these in school... I would definitely throw it in my backpack. I'm like, I would definitely bust it out at the library. Like, and, and then on top of that, like you can, you can get any remote you would like to play on your switch. Right. Like I think that we mentioned earlier, like I have like, I don't have one of the Nintendo switch pro controllers, but I have like a Nintendo switch pro something controller. So it's like a, like a step down. Like it doesn't have the rubber grips and the, the triggers are a little different, which I hate those triggers on mine. I think I mentioned it to you. I think we've talked about it before when I talked about my 8-bit 2 controller. But basically, I have like an SNES controller as well that has joysticks. Yeah. That's an 8-bit 2 controller for the Switch. And I love that thing. That thing can also hook up to my Mac. And I guess it could hook up to my phone. And I, I don't know if it could hook up to my Xbox. But I think Speaking of your Mac, have you played Apple Arcade at all? have i actually we yeah we have to talk about this i was actually going to talk about it next week but i guess for for next week i have apple arcade i got to check it out i also bought a backbone which i guess like the backbone is kind of a controller i guess we can talk about it should what i talk about that now? No, Here, actually I'll, let's save it for next week okay Give them a little preview this week yeah though. so the backbone is basically a it's like a controller for your phone and basically you like pull it apart. Yeah, you pull it apart, stick your phone into it, and then it like closes, like there's like a spring mechanism. And then it automatically, like whenever you're playing a game, like you have two joysticks, triggers, and like A and B and that kind of stuff. That's awesome. So <clears throat> I do have a lot to say on that. I also have a lot to say on the Apple Arcade games as well. So I guess we'll, that's, I guess we'll talk about that next week. Um, and also like at this point, there should be a YouTube video out on the Apple Arcade and PS5 game exclusive, The Pathless. So that should be up on our YouTube. If it's not up on our YouTube, it will be very soon. <laughs> but by the time this comes out, that should be there. We're having some problems just editing some gameplay. Like, I think I mentioned this. I don't know if I mentioned this on the show or not, but I captured like full hour and a half. And then I have like, I'm like, yeah, no, nobody's going to watch that. Like, I really... <laughs> Like cutting that down into under 10 minutes is kind of challenging just because I really want to show you guys as much of it as possible. But yeah, that should be coming soon. But I mean, having a little bit of challenges with that. Yeah, so I guess I'll... Do you want to say anything else before I jump into the DualSense controller? Um, no, I think you can go ahead and... So really quick, you, you experienced it a little bit at your buddy's place, didn't you? Yeah. What did you play, if you don't mind me asking? 2K. Yeah. What did you did you notice anything like specific about it when you played? Like what was different? It definitely felt different because I played a lot of 2K on PlayStation 4. And the triggers felt like there was some depth to it, like there was some haptic feedback. Yeah, that's like the technical term for it. And I don't even know how I know that word, but like it just popped into my <laughs> head at that moment in time. 
Or that's, I mean, that. that's what it's called. So, I mean, kudos to you, man. I love, I love how that when shit like that happens. But yeah, and it was, it felt really like heavy in my hand. And I knew it wasn't the remote that was heavy. It was more so like the remote interacting with my like senses in my hand. Yeah. And, and that was really cool. That was really cool to like, when I dribbled the ball, I kind of felt the ball like dribble and crossing over, like felt really smooth. I, I like feel it. like it go like when you cross over, did it like kind of feel from like one hand to the other? Right. Yeah. Yeah. That that's really cool. So when you get a PS five, there's going to be a, or if you have a PS five already, there's a game on there called Astro's Playroom. And this is like a quote unquote, tech demo kind of a game and it basically kind of walks you through like what's possible so basically the studio behind it they are owned by sony and they made this for developers initially to say hey this is what is going to be possible on these controllers like these are possible ways you could integrate these mechanics or like integrate the technology into your game like this is what it feels like to use these kind of like how we sports was like a tech demo for the um, Wii controller and what was possible. Yeah. And I, Oh man, Brandon, you need to play this Astros playroom, man. Like I honestly, I like, I'm, I'm like torn because like one on one hand, I really want to have you over and just have you play it. But like on the other hand, like, it is really like, I, I feel like you're probably going to get emotional. Like, I feel like I've gotten emotional. Like, I think I, I sent you like a ton of like Snapchats one day when I was playing it. And that, yeah. that's from this Astros Playroom. And man, just like, first off, like, it's such a PlayStation, like, nostalgia trip. Like, they literally, like, you find artifacts in the game. And like they're literally like the VR headset or like the PS one controller or like, like they're everything and anything PlayStation. Like I found a PlayStation uh, PSP and it had like, and then I found a game cartridge and like, I can go interact with those in like the, like the home screen of this game. Oh my God, dude. I, I, I almost am having like a hard time explaining it because it is just like so freaking cool. And it honestly, it feels, it feels emotional. It feels like so nostalgic, but it also like it, everything is so crisp and so clean. And then like, I haven't even really touched on, like it actually shows you what the PS5 controller is capable of. But like, yeah. that's like, honestly, like just the Astros playroom as itself, like it's, I'm having so much fun with it. Like it's one of those things that's like, I'm just going to call it a game, man. I know it's like technically a tech, a tech demo but like it's a freaking game like as soon like you know when you just like like the level design is like so awesome like you know when you just like walk into or when you're i guess like walking through a game and you just know what to do yeah it's like that and you just like know what to do and it's like so intuitive and it's just like so fun like i have not i don't think i've ever played a game where just like interacting with it just made me like laugh and giggle like, I was like, what is that dude over there doing? And it's just, it was like so funny. And there's like so many characters that you can like interact with. And like, it's really like such a montage to like all things PlayStation. And like yeah. every level they have like little like P- 
people that you can like go up and interact with. And like one of them was like literally the Horizon Zero Dawn girl. And she was just like shooting a bow and like at target practice. And like there were like so many other like iconic characters. Like some of them I didn't recognize, but they were like, if you have like a, like there is the Uncharted person. I, I think I recognize that one, even though like I've never played those. Like I think I knew which one that was. And it was just so cool just to like, just to see that and, Oh man, it's really cool. Also like really quick on that. I discovered something. I think it, I think it's an Easter egg. I don't know for sure, but basically like I found this like hidden thing and it was like, as soon as I came up to it, I was like, Oh, this is like, so basically there was like a wall and I was like, Oh, well that's it. Like I got like the, so there was like an artifact, it was like a hidden area and I found an artifact and then I was like, there was a wall and I was like, Oh, that wall looks a little funny. And I was like, oh, I guess this is the end of it, though. And I, like, turned around. And then I did, like, a double take. And I was like, I bet I can interact with that wall. And I, like, I like went up and interacted with the wall. And, like, the wall just, like, crumbled away. And it's literally this, like, like this paragraph from the developers. And, oh, my gosh. I, I actually really want to read it really quick because it's really kind of cool. So... I know this is an audio podcast, but I'm gonna, I took a picture of it. I'm going to show you, Brandon. This is kind of what it looks like. And then I took a lot. I know that there's kind of a little bit of a glare. So this is like, this is like from the developers and it's okay. It's like kind of cool. It's like a little poem they wrote. It's like a poem they wrote for like the player to see. And I, I haven't found any other, so I'm hoping that there are more, but it says, you never wondered why I catch your eye. It's because you overlook all the choices I took. I spent all of my time deceiving and misleading you. I like to surprise with my virtual lies. I synthesize and rasterprise. I synthesize and raspertize immaterial things that I fabricate for you, for you. Yes, I tessellate and animate these dancing spirits. And sunlit skies for you. I do it for you. I'm your GPU. Yeah, I'm your GPU. Tell me what to do and I'll do it for you. GPU. Tell me what to do. Yes, I'll do it all for you. So I I mean, like, I, I feel like that's like an Easter egg. And that's like kind of oh, cool. Like, it's like a hidden poem inside the game. Like, I don't know. I can't like read that. And like, I'm like, that's definitely like, that is from the developer, like, for me, you know, and that's really cool. That's super intimate too. Like yeah, like that definitely like and like that didn't get green lit. Green lit, you know what I mean? Like they just put that in there, you know. Like they didn't ask; they just did that. Yeah. So also, the GPU is a your graphics processing unit. Just an FYI, but wow, that's just cool. I was, yeah. I was just like, when I found that and I read that, I was like, damn. That <laughs> hit hard. It was really cool. And there's like so many things like that. Like I can't even like, man, like I literally cannot explain to you how it feels when you like do like a hidden run or like a, like you find like a secret area in this game and you like do that path and you find an artifact and that artifact turns out to be like a PSP, which like I had a PSP, like just like finding it and then like, 
interacting with it and like so like this is like one of the things that you can do with the, the dual sense controller it's kind of like a Wii controller and you have to like or like also like the nintendo switch controller where you have to like the motion of the controller like moves things in the game so like when you're looking at these trophies like normally you have to like literally rotate the controller to where you're like holding it all the way upside down in your hand to like see the whole psp and it's like like if you were like turning the psp over in your hand you'd have to turn it all the way over that's what you have to do to the controller that's awesome so like if you want to see like the like the back plate of the psp you have to like if you want to be looking right at it you have to literally turn your controller where you're looking at the bottom of the controller and does the weight feel like that of a psp uh no it feels like a ps5 controller (laughs) (laughs) um but really quick like okay so this is like the the ps5 controller it has two different motors inside the hands and it also has haptic feedback triggers and also has like a touchpad and a microphone and speakers so like for like so how the speed like I didn't really think the speakers were gonna do too much, but like man, I actually think that the speakers really add to the experience because like so also like the motors are totally different. So like in like a PlayStation 5 and like Xbox controllers, those motors, they're basically it's just like a thing turning. Like there's there's weights and the weights turn and it it hits something and it like it's like a bearing. And like the, when the bearing gets like the, when the weight passes the bearing, it like creates a vibration. And then, so basically like when you go to a restaurant and you pick like, and it's like your time to like, like it's your party's time to get the table and it like vibrates and buzzes. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. So like those things, that's like the same kind of motor that's in the like Xbox controllers and PlayStation four controllers. Like, it's basically the same, like it's on a different scale, but that's basically what it is. So like you can't control the vibration. It's kind of like an all vibrations at once or like, like, or like a half vibration, you know what I mean? So like there's, there's limited options. Gotcha. I don't necessarily know how the motors work in the PS5 for the actual, the actual motors. I do know how the haptic triggers work. I, I, I think that the, like the way that the motors work is it's like, instead of having things spin like a motor spin it's like creating tension inside the motor and basically it gives the player more like you can feel like it gives the controller more control and you can feel different things um so like for example when you're walking on like this is just an example so like let's say i'm walking on a grass surface and i'm going to go from the grass surface to pavement and then i'm going to go from pavement to like a metal tile and this is something that you do in astro's playroom or like you can do so like when you're walking in the grass it kind of feels like a rustle like because just because they can have more control over the um the motors i guess mobility or i guess like the vibrations in the controller since they can have more control they can change it up so that like when you are walking through grass like it really kind of feels like a rustling and then when you move to the pavement, which is like the normal walking, like you don't feel anything. And then like when you go to like stand on the metal tile, there's like a clanking, like a really faint clanking that comes out of the controller that you can hear and it like vibrates in a different way. So like it really feels like, and you're also a robot. So it really feels like you're metal stepping on metal. Like you feel like, I'm like, this is what it would feel like 
if I was a robot and I could feel like a human and my metal foot was hitting a metal surface and like, that's just crazy. And it's just nuts. <laughs> and then there's also like the speaker, like you have to do like this thing where you have to like literally blow into the controller. It's like, I'm sure that there is going to be a, a game that comes out where you have to start a fire by blowing into your controller. I'm sure that's going to happen. Like with all like the like open world games that like you have to camp by fires. I'm sure that you're going to have to do that in this gen. Like that just seems like a no brainer. And so the triggers are actually really cool. I actually watched like a video where somebody dismantled the controller so I could understand it better. Cause I was really having problems understanding how it worked. And I feel like, I don't know, like once you see how it works, you can understand it better. Like, I feel like that's just like an engineering thing like that. Like, like with anything, like as soon as you see how it works, you understand it better. Yeah, when you see how it's like what the different sense components are, you see right. what the capabilities are and, and what it can can do. So first off, with the haptic triggers, they there there is a chip in the like the trigger mechanism that hooks into the motherboard that controls the the motor, which I will explain in a second. Which is awesome because in the um, PS4 controllers, there's nothing. It's just like a it's just a button. Like it's the same kind of thing as A and B, and it's just a button that you hit. So in this one, there's like a motor controlled by the motherboard. That like there's also a chip that controls the motor. So that's cool. Basically, like you, you'll hear people explaining like there's different tensions to it. So this is how it works. So like, you know, those like noodles that kind of look like spirals, like a spiral staircase. There's, so there's like a spiral gear and it kind of looks like one of those noodles. And that spiral gear is kind of like at a diagonal, like the same kind of like the same diagonal that the, the trigger mechanism, like the actual control, like the act, it's at the same diagonal as like the actual plastic case of the controller. So that's kind of where that like spiral gear is. Or, yeah, so it's like a spiral gear. Imagine like one of those noodles. It looks like a spiral staircase. And then there's a gear that fits into that right underneath it. And the gear controls how much, how much resistance to give the trigger. So like, for example, if like, let's say you had a noodle, you had one of these pasta noodles and you had the, the top of the gear all the way at the bottom of the noodle. So like, so like imagine there's a noodle, a noodle standing straight up and you have a gear and the top of the gear is at the bottom of the noodle. That's going to be the, like the maximum distance that you have to, like, that's going to be like what a standard button would feel like. I see. Like when you pull the trigger, that's like, okay, like that's familiar. Like I had to pull it from A to B and then I hit the button and that's how it worked. Right. In this, the, the gear moves up the noodle. And so like, there are some things where you have to like barely touch it and you're like, you can like, like literally like in the, like the tech demo, there was something that like, I kept like, I, I like couldn't figure it out because I kept, I thought it was a platform that breaks, but it's not, it was just a platform that breaks if you press too hard. So like, I was literally like barely touching it. Like, like if you were going to touch your hand with your finger and you'd like touched it just barely enough to like feel it, that's about how hard I had to like actually touch the trigger. And it was like so crazy because so basically the gear would be all the way up at that point. The, the top of the gear would be at the top of the noodle. So the, the, 
I guess the distance that you have to pull the trigger is like almost non-existent. I see. So that's kind of how that works. And if you're a little bit confused still, like I, like I recommend looking up how they dismantle those because that is like, that is such a step forward. Um, like it's crazy. I, yeah. I mean, I personally wish that it, it was like the Xbox controller where that was like, it was still like kind of like it felt like you were sliding something. Um, like, do you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Like I wish that I wish that the triggers were Xbox triggers and I wish that they had done this, but, <laughs> but yeah, that's so crazy. And then also like with the joysticks, there's like a, like there's a little bit of resistance, but like, I actually don't think that it's resistance in the joysticks. I think it just feels like there's resistance in the joysticks because of the way that the controller is vibrating. So it's really cool. I'm really enjoying it. And I hope that that kind of helped you visualize what the, what the PS5 controller can do. But it definitely did. I, I'm kind of stoked to try out Astro's Playroom now. Oh, you're going to love it, man. Especially really like looking forward to that. after like having like PlayStation, like, oh, it's going to make you feel like nostalgia and like emotional. And like, I already just know. <laughs> and it's like so cool. Like just being in that world, like, also, I so I guess I'll just really quick give a shout out to which play or which PlayStation Five games I do have, and I so I didn't know this, but the PlayStation Plus games they change every month, so I I was gonna pick up Final Fantasy Seven like you did, but I can't get it anymore. It's it's not on PlayStation Plus anymore, and I haven't got PlayStation Plus yet, and I probably will wait a little bit just because like there's no real reason for me to get it. So basically, I have. I did buy by or not. I almost said I, I want to buy Biomutant, but I can't. <laughs> I'm not going to do that to myself. I got the the new Spider-Man Miles Morales, and that came with a code to play the original Spider-Man. So I have those two games, and then I have Astro's Playroom, and I bought Horizon Zero Dawn. Ooh, that one sounds exciting. I'm really excited for that. And so this is actually like, I guess PlayStation news. Um, this we're recording this episode on June 2nd. They had like a PlayStation state of play for the Horizon Zero Dawn sequel. Did you hear about this at all? No, I haven't. So basically they just like I think they showed like however I don't know, like 20, 30 minutes of gameplay of the second game. And I started watching it and I was like, yeah, this means nothing to me because it started with a cutscene and I was like, I have no idea who this person is. Like, I'm just not even going to watch this. So I like, I like turned away. I was like, I'm not even going to watch this. But then come to find out like a couple of days later, that PlayStation direct or what did I call it? It was a PlayStation state of play. It had the most views of any PlayStation state of play ever that they've ever done. Really? So that's crazy. I don't know. I feel like Sony's about to really pop off. I think that like, if you care about like having a good gaming experience, like, I think the PlayStation five is just so far above and beyond what Xbox put out there. I think that, I don't know. I think they're just going to dominate. I, I think so too. I, I think the PlayStation five has a potential to dominate for a while, especially with like the advent of like new consoles, you know, the new games coming out for it, PlayStation five exclusives. I'm curious to see, see what happens. I, I was on Reddit and I saw some people were like having a debate about like this new, I think it's like RMD4 
on the it's like a processor specific type of processor on the next gen consoles and whether or not these consoles are actually using them and i think xbox was exposed for like not using this actual pro saying they were using the processor but they actually weren't and i don't know i forgot what point i was trying to get across but oh the playstation is gonna like win win this gen i don't know about winning Oh, oh. I don't I don't know about winning. <laughs> also, I just gotta say, it is a pain in the ass switching from Xbox to, to PlayStation. Yeah, I can imagine. I'm I'm really frustrated because now I'm like I have this new console and I can't play any of my old games on it. And I'm a little bit I mean, my Xbox is gonna be around to stay, that's all I gotta say. Just because like I have so much that I like that I'm like there's so much that I missed out on that I want to play that's exclusive to PlayStation that like I'm not going to double up at the, at the moment at least I'm not going to double up and buy something that I already have on yeah. Xbox and I'm I'm like I kind of had this thought this weekend that I'm like kind of concerned because I'm hoping that so the I think that I mentioned this before one of my favorite games of all time Jedi Fallen Order, I like 100%ed it. That's on my Xbox. And if they have a sequel, I'm sure that there's going to be something to where like you get something for having played the first game. And I would just like, I think, I don't know. I don't think that like my Activision account is tied to it. So like, I don't know. I don't know how that's going to work. Yeah. So I guess I'll just see. I'll just see when that. I guess I'll get. I guess I'll I'll cross that bridge when I when that gets there. But I'm just I'm a little bit worried that I might have to play that. Like not. I mean, like I would beat that a game again on the PlayStation Five. <laughs> but I mean, I'm already doing like a new game plus on my Xbox. So like, I would prefer just to like. I would prefer that like. I don't know. I don't even know. Like, it would be so cool to see that game on like the new graphics. But it's just I'm just not gonna pay for it. Because like I already bought it, so you're just not gonna buy Biomutant again for PlayStation Five. Uh, there's so many games that I like. Want to? There's so many games that I want to play on. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's tough, and like I also like if I'm gonna play online, like I have Xbox Online, and I don't have a game that can play online for on my PlayStation. So I'm just gonna like hold off on getting it as long as I can. But, yeah. Well, I know. I think I know what I'm gonna get you for Christmas, boy. What? A copy of Biomutant for the PS5. <laughs> well, so this is the thing that they actually don't have the next gen games out yet. They're they're working on it, and they actually I think they released something this past week, and people were like, like they I think they had to say like we had to like adjust these graphics to where it looked like this. Like this is like we would not have this performance on the PS5. So I think that they're really struggling with that, um, but they're also like they're still doing patches and stuff and improving the game. So. I think that I might buy it when they actually release a PS5 version. So like if I bought it on the if I bought it on the PS5, it would technically be the PS4 version. So I think I might buy it on the PlayStation 5, maybe. Like when they actually like when they actually release the PlayStation 5 version. Maybe. I'll think about it. That's really cool. I love how they, these developers seem like they're really active and into the game that they 
And, you know, I, I think it's really cool. Like, I'm really sad that it got that it has such a low scoring, you know, especially because I'm such a champion of the game. But I think it's like 20 people that made it. And I think yeah. it came out like two years after when they originally said it was going to. Like, I feel like it just – I mean, I love it. So, I mean, like I said, the people that have given – like, the reasons that people have given it, like, not as good reviews, I think that's on them because they played it wrong. <laughs> Not that like there's any one right way to play, but like I think that like after hearing what they've said, I think that if you had done it, like if I mean obviously like this is also like something like these people that are reviewing it, they got the game sent to them early. <laughs> so the developers are like I'm sorry. So the people that have been reviewing this game, they were sent this game early by the publisher. So, like, they did not have the benefit of going online and checking out these, like, videos on how to optimize, like, your gameplay and how to make it more fun for you. They did not have those videos. Like, they did not have the benefit of, like, because, like, there's so much the game didn't, doesn't tell you. They don't have the benefit of saying, like, oh, like, top 10 tips and tricks that you need to know about before you play by. Like, they don't have the benefit of seeing that. And I think that a lot of the things that they're, like, saying is, like, if they had had those videos, it would have been totally different. And yeah. I'm a little bit, I'm kind of sad about that. God, I love that game, man. I think it's so good. <laughs> it's it's so cool, man. They like, they're, you get to do, they they have like, um, it's like really charming. Like, I know I said like a lot there. Okay. This is what I'm trying to say. They have this thing called, it's, it's like Kung Fu, but they call it Wung Fu. And I just think it's so cool. Like, like things like that, like it just makes it all worth it for me. Like, I think they, like there's like a toilet and I think they just call it the flush thing or like the flush tube or something. And then like, there's like a train, like they call the train tracks, the, the like the near, like it's like a David Attenborough, his voice saying, oh, follow the chug-a-choo tracks. And I'm, there's like something about that. I just love, I don't know. It's like goofy and charming. I'm so into it. I got it. I got it. Now that I know that there's a PS5 version, I kind of want want to wait for that. And just you should wait. You should wait. PS5. you should wait because I think they're also probably going to optimize it a little bit better for other people, like to make it easier to play and stuff as well. But um, do you want to say anything else before we end off on here? I know there's a couple things on your on your topics that we didn't get to. I mean, I did want to just say that I ended the semester. I made it in one piece, passed all my classes, and Congrats, I'm moving on, moving on to my summer class. And I'm just glad. I'm glad to be here. <laughs> glad to only be doing one class. Yeah, honestly, honestly, I feel free. Oh, also, real quick, I wanted to ask you this. I forgot. I got sidetracked on the UFC fighting. Which class do you like, or which weight class do you like to play as? I like the heavyweights a lot because it's a lot slower paced, a lot more calculated. When you fight on the lower weight classes, it gets really fast, and like you got to be really like at quick with the blocking if you don't okay. want to get locked up. That's cool. Is that is that a game where like if the two of us were in the same place, we could like like play each other, like we could duke it out? Yeah. Oh, that sounds fun. I'm about that. Also, I see in your notes that you have a hyper light drifter. Do you start playing that? 
I did start playing. Oh, that a boy. Do you like it, man? Talking about games that you just don't have to do, like explain anything. It's just really intuitive. Yeah, they, like yeah, they don't have anything. Yeah, man, I love that game. Just like the the character, the art, and just it's it's so cool. And I'm I'm just I've just started exploring it, but Dude, I really want to get back onto it. I was thinking about it this week. I think that we should I think we should both like beat it and then maybe do like a bonus episode and just talk about that game. <laughs> yeah, that'd be nice. That'd be nice. Maybe something for the Patreon. Yeah. Also, yeah, I think we last week we mentioned that we were gonna be having a Patreon. And there should be a link in our episode description of this episode. And we're basically just gonna ask you to support that. I think that we're probably going to have it set up to where it's just like $1. If you could support us like for literally $1 a month, like that would really mean the world to us. We, we have no problems paying for this podcast. Like it's a passion project for us and we're, we're not in it to make money. That's not really the, that's not the point of it. We're just out here to have a good time and talk about the video games that we love. And we, we basically kind of got to a point in season one where we were like, it just takes so long to edit that we might not really be able to sustain this. So we ended up getting an editor and we do pay that editor, you know, every, every week for every episode. So we would love to get to a point where, you know, we didn't have like to where the Patreon could support the, the cost to edit. And I mean, obviously like we buy all these games. I mean, I mean, right now, at least, like, we we just um, really pick up the games that we want to check out and the games that we want to talk about. But, I mean, with having a Patreon, we would be more willing to, to ch- check out a game that maybe we're not as – or we don't really necessarily – we're like, oh, I don't really know about that one. Or I guess we're more on the fence. Like, if there's a, a yeah. game that comes out that – like, let's say, like, the next COD. Like, if you guys really want us to check out the next COD – and Blake's over here like, I don't know if I want to buy the next COD. I'm still playing zombies. <laughs> we might be able, like be a little bit more willing if we could take like a couple bucks from the from the Patreon. And, but I mean, obviously, like the the weekly expensive editing is where we is where we'd like to be. Yeah. Yeah. So, and just to kind of like gauge the support and put out some like extra special content for you guys. Really experiment, see, try new things and see where the community goes yeah i i would personally really love to have a like a minecraft server i think that would be really cool for like if you pay for the patreon get access to the minecraft server like i mean obviously like there's a lot of things that we have that we want to do and that we're trying to do and i mean like learning how to edit like video game stuff like i know that like at this point that should be out, but like, that's been really hard. That's been really challenging to learn how to do that. So, I mean, like, that's just like extra time that, I mean, not that like, like, not that we have to get paid for our work. Like this is like a passion project, but I mean, we're, we've gotten to the point where we've definitely put in like a part-time jobs worth of work a week into this. I know both of us have. So, I mean, just like a little bit, something to help us out. The show can exist as it is without your support but if you'd like to see us grow and like to see us do some other things like this would be the way to do that also like something that i've been thinking about brandon like especially after like recording that first um all that gameplay 
Um, I'm starting to wonder if maybe we should just stream, like do some streams and that way we could just record that and put that all up on, on YouTube and also have like some interactive or places where you guys can interact with us. I don't know. I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit green to Twitch personally in, in streaming. I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not really sure how it would go. And I, and I know that we would really also love to have some Pokemon battles and record those like, Oh my gosh, I really want to do that. Um, yeah, man. But I mean, that's, yeah. Go ahead. That's the thing about streaming is like, we want to show them that gameplay and like streaming that is not easy as well. Yeah. So we definitely want to be able to like do more. And I think that we've really gotten into a flow here and, and we we're we want to do more and we think that would be fun and we'd love to share more of that experience with you guys in, in different ways. Cause like we're talking about an interactive medium through an audio podcast where you guys can't interact with us. So that, I mean, in one way, like it, it's kind of cool, but also like in the other ways, like there are other ways to do this and other ways to show, to show you guys the games that we love. So if you'd like to support us there, we would so, so appreciate that. And that link will be in the episode description. And we are still a little bit new to Patreon and we are still working that out. But by the time this episode comes out, there should definitely be something there for you guys. So thank you so much to everybody that has listened so far. We really appreciate it. And you want to say anything else before we end it up? Thank you guys so much for tuning into the second season of the Sticky Buttons podcast. Definitely support our Patreon, follow us on the IG, and stay tuned. We got one hell of a season coming your way. Yeah, I'm really excited. Also, did you guys like the the intros for season one? Did you guys like the how we ended that and we kind of put that all out there at once? Uh, let us know. You can reach out to us on Instagram or email. I guess now would be a good time to check to see if we actually have any emails. The last time we checked to see if we had any emails, it was all apple it was all apple <laughs> we started the episode talking about apple and we end the episode talking about apple did we start the episode talking about apple yeah we both mentioned we have shares of apple yeah we have shares of apple so <laughs> <laughs> it's in our blood oh geez okay and we do not have any we do not have any emails. So please send us an email. <laughs> we would love to answer. We would love to open an email on the show. The email is the sticky buttons pod at gmail.com. You can also send us a message on Instagram or leave us a comment on one of our Instagram posts. So thank you so much, guys. I think that's about all that I have. It's been a long one, folks. I hope you enjoyed it. <laughs> Peace in the streets. Thank you.